Welcome back to Ruby's Off, Lippin Awesome with special guests. I'm Sophie. I'm Sam. Today we're discussing the cult classic known as Train Spotting. So two fans over here, but yeah, <laughs> film study student. This is quite a monumental moment for both of us. Yeah. It for how long now? God. An I was about to say an hour then. One year. <laughs> One hour. Yeah, it was like well over hour. a year now. Film and that was it. About yeah. 18 months. All of it. Yeah, that's scary, man. Okay, so when you first started watching Train Spot, and what was your first initial reaction to it? First of all, did you like, why the fuck was this on film studies? <laughs> I was like, why is he crawling through the shitter just to get like a couple of pills? That, do you know the scene where he's like in yeah. the worst toilet in Scotland? I was like, what the hell is going on? But I also kind of loved it. I think what I noticed when we watched it for the first time, I remember it quite strongly, and I remember being like, maybe this was because it was towards the start of the course, but I, I remember like, not just myself, but everyone in the room reacting very, very strongly to a lot of the sort of yeah. crazy bits, like going into the toilet and stuff. Um, and, you know, up until now, at this point in the course, I haven't, when we've been watching a film, to this day, the one that really got the most reaction from people when we watched it for the first time is Train Spotting, mm. um, and I think that just shows like its power, I suppose. Yeah, and, well, and that definitely makes sense. I mean, I think one of the most controversial scenes in it is definitely the baby scene. Oh, very God. what the one where the baby dies or falls on the ceiling? I'd say probably the dead baby is a bit more dramatic than the ceiling. Yeah, that stunned me the first time. I remember like being in the Rye Market telling my friends about that in scene. The Rye I'm sitting, I remember walking down the Rye Market telling my friend Caleb about this thing we watched in film studies. You turn around the corner and the baby's just the crawling on the there. ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> Mary Stevens Hospice. Oh, it was horrible. They shot up the heroin right after as well to try and cope with it. I thought, jeez. But that just shows how like heroin is literally the one thing they can resort to. Yeah. In 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 any time of any tragedy, that's just like the sheer extent of their addiction. And that really is the turning point. You know, there's been an argument uh, made by some that the film glorifies heroin use, and I think the first 45 minutes, 50 minutes of the film really has like this strong. I guess like youthful excitement and energy to it because they're all in their twenties and they're all like off their heads all the time. It's, uh, like drinking like yeah. a club scene as well. Like even when I watch it, knowing what the film's about, I'm so like, I want to be there. The yes. club scene looks so good. The rip off in the background as well. Yeah. The and then the baby dies, and all of a sudden, like something is different. The rest of the film is like, it's like act one and act. Two they smile considerably less. It's like you know. It's like, I get that it is glamorising it and 21st century audiences... Well, no, it's not glamorising it, Well, but 21st century audiences might be thinking like, oh, yeah, love it, and then they get to the baby dying scene and then it's like the characters have to deal and cope with it mm. and try and find an escape from the heroin. So it sets it up as glamorous until yeah. that point. I mean, the music as well is very, very different because you've got, like, Lustful Life and stuff like that in the opening and, and, and stuff. But then, like, when the baby dies, you've got um, Sing by Blur, which is a much more sort of melancholic... Do read Perfect Day as And well. Louis, you know, the songs suddenly become... Great soundtrack, by the way, but, like... You've got a lot more sort of like, I guess, energy in the songs before that. And then, yeah, it's more, it, you know, melancholic, I don't know is the right word, but it's more darker toned music afterwards. It's definitely more songs. Yeah. So I feel like after the dead baby really does, I was waiting to say the dead baby. <laughs> uh, after that scene, I feel like 
the latest scenes when they go to like London, obviously. Oh, yeah, trying like, to make it stuff. I know, when I was watching that, I was like, oh my god, what is that? Like with the money as well. Just that whole like situation they somehow managed to get themselves in. That was a surprising thing. I like how Renton tries to better himself, but he's also kind of like pulled back by his old friends. Like, yeah, that's great. Yeah. It's really thinking like he's finally freed himself from yeah. that lifestyle, then all yeah. of a sudden he comes crashing back ten times worse, I'd even say. I think the interesting thing about that is eventually what pulls Renton back in it isn't the heroin, it's it's the people. And that's really, really interesting. I mean, specifically Begbie, you know, it is oh, like... gosh, what a character. Yeah. What a character. <laughs> Incredible. But he's the one who really just, I guess, pulls Renton back into um, that, you know, I into negative yeah. doings and stuff. Mischievous Begbie and his mischievous, mischievous behaviour. Personally, I'm a sick boy fan to my, to my core. Sick yeah. boy all the way. I like Tommy, and then he went and died. So. Oh, I like Spud. Yeah. It's really convenient that we all have Spud, different yeah. favourite characters. Yeah, well, yeah, I do. Guys. I love Spud. This is great. Yeah, it would, I feel like the AIDS part for me, like, I was shocked they'd even cover that, especially because obviously mm -hmm. the time, it was very taboo since the 90s. I yeah. Like that was, it's progressive in that situation, like, looking back and it, like, even if it doesn't cover it in like the best way, I'd say it still shows like how the AIDS did affect people yeah. back in the nineties. Found really interesting. To be Heroin to AIDS pipeline. Yeah. yeah, and like they didn't do like the stereotypical way of like how he was perceived in the nineties of like gay. It was mostly just gay people getting it. Mm. Oh yeah. I feel like that was quite, like, what of watching it, like, knowing what it was like in the 90s, quite a game changer, I suppose. I mean, how big it was as well, definitely probably changed a lot of people's views of the pandemic from then. I didn't even think of it like that. Yeah, gosh, oh, film. Oh, come over it. Oh, We've got to film this next as well after this, it's brilliant. I'll scan your place. Brilliant. Oh, we're near six minutes in already. What I think is interesting about the AIDS thing <laughs> is, um... <laughs> Well, the way AIDS is presented in the film, you really don't, they don't talk about it loads. No. Like, nowhere near compared to other stuff. And I think that really, because obviously the film is essentially told from Brenton's perspective, um, he just, he does the HIV test and then just sort of moves on to other things. But it's almost like he's trying not to think about it. Like, that's something he's trying to avoid. And he only goes to visit Tommy that one time, and it's very, very brief. Um, and yeah, it's nasty. And then all of a sudden, like, you're at his funeral, and, and, and it's always, like, you know, not paying attention to that problem, ultimately, just, you know, it's like he's trying to avoid it because he knows this is an issue, this is one of the downsides of, of taking heroin. Um, and I, I really liked, the first time I watched it, I really liked the sudden nature of, of Tommy's death. I mean, you don't even see it. You know, they just go back and, and, and they, you know. They said, let's take the healthiest motherfucker in the whole film who don't yes. do no drugs, no yeah. alcohol. Exactly. And show how easy it is to be addicted it, you to You really it. do see his downfall in the movie, yeah. though, yeah. from that, it's obviously, demise. to being dead. Honestly, at such a young age, it's such yeah, change, exactly. I suppose. From the start to the, like, mid Midway point, I suppose it was. He dies like three quarters of the way in. Yeah. Spoilers, by the way. 
Oh god, oh, oh. did you put a spoiler warning over the top of <laughs> Oh no, I'll put in the description. That's a good idea. Let's put like exclamation points by it. <laughs> nice. Let's put in the okay, title. I have one more question to finish this off. Oh. Train spotting too, what's the opinion on that? I mean, I know you haven't watched it. I never watched it. I have oh, watched it. Yeah. What's your opinion on the sequel? I think it's very, very interesting. Um, it is It is not as good. Obviously, yeah. as train spotting, um, but I do think it's a solid movie. It's it's not a masterpiece or anything like that, but like, it's a it's a solid follow-up. I think. I mean, I like the fact that they focus like a lot more on sort of the other characters. It's not just from Brenton's perspective. It like carries on with the episodic kind yeah. of Yeah, essentially the main character of Trainspotting 2 is, is Spud, which I like because Spud's my uh, favourite. Have you watched Trainspotting 2? I haven't, but if there's a sick boy narrative, then maybe There so. is a sick boy narrative and there's a oh, yes. Spud narrative and there's a Begbie narrative and... Does Johnny Lee Miller's forehead not put you off the whole film? Though? I didn't really think about that until you pointed it out to me about a year ago. <laughs> um, I still don't know what you mean by that because I don't even know what which one it is? I'm looking at all of them. I'm just like get the, get the poster. Yeah, get it up. For the uh, <laughs> listeners at home, I'm currently trying to spot into. Two. Johnny Lee Miller, we love you by the way. You were great in The Crown. I didn't watch it, but like... Oh, who did he play in The Crown? He I watched was the crown. one of the prime... John Major. It was John Major in The Crown. Oh, that's the worst one. Right, look at this poster, yeah. Look at everybody. Boom, boom. Look how big his forehead is. Oh my god, now that you <laughs> mention it... I was shocked, it? He's giving Megamind. Like, nice as possible. He's got many thoughts. The cool thing about um, Train 2, I think, is like. Well, I say cool thing, it's just one of the things I pointed out. There's so many moments in it that are just weird. Uh, like, carrying on with There's like, this the one bit where they have to steal some credit cards, and in order to distract the people, like, they have to steal some credit cards from a pub, and to distract the people in the pub, it, it's like a massively, like, I think it's a Protestant pub, and they go on. And Sick Boy and Renton go on stage, and Sick Boy plays the piano, and Renton sings a musical number oh. to the Protestant people about like a battle where like a bunch of Catholics died, and the entire pub goes insane, and then they run out, <laughs> <laughs> and like that would not have happened in the first one, and it's just strange but enjoyable, um, and and not as good as the first. So, would you say it's more light-hearted the second one? Is it pander into the fans? I don't know. I mean. I, I know Harry Edgerton doesn't like it. Um, name drop. <gasps> name drop. Yeah. Letterbox. Uh, <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. I felt satisfied by it as someone who liked the first one. You know so what I mean? A it feels. I don't know. Train spotting feels so much more unique. Whereas T two train spotting feels a bit more formulaic in terms of a movie, in terms of like having a climax at the end. Uh, but yeah, it's good. And then that wraps it up. Really went over the time for that one. Oh my god. You're going to have to speed it up in two times. <laughs> oh god, everyone yeah, we else is like, boom, mm, that shit makes Yeah, thank you very much. Pretty Hello. Glad you guys came to my studio. Yeah. Cafe Nero, classic studio for it. <laughs> thank you for listening. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye.